Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. All right. Hello, everyone. And this is a conversation about coffee that I'm very excited to have because a couple of years ago, my great niece, Joaldin, and her husband, David, we went on a trip to Costa Rica. It was to celebrate Joaldin's 30th birthday. It was one of the most beautiful summers we've ever had as a family. There, we had some very meaningful conversations in the tropic and beautiful Costa Rica. We were in Guanacaste, and David talked about his love of coffee. I have talked a lot with people over the course of my life, people who are fascinated by any sort of things, but this kind of love of coffee was foreign to me. And uh, we had a chance to expand on it. And, and, and I remember David saying that his purpose was to ultimately be the owner of a coffee business. I, in my head, because they are a young couple, David and Jordan, I had that in my head as something that could happen in the next 10 years. It just turns out that as of the past, I don't know, three months, David and Jawaldin are the proud owners of Cafe 1804. And this is why I wanted to bring them here to this little podcast so we could have a talk about being the business owners that they are and especially doing what they love, their love for coffee. Hello, David. Hello, Jawaldin. Hi. Welcome to this podcast. Hi. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it for having us. Right, so you guys have gone ahead and done it, and uh, now you are spreading the love about about the about coffee. And there is something special about the love that you're spreading uh, with coffee right now. And I would like you guys to go ahead and tell me why this coffee is different. I know it's different, but I'm used to it. I want you to give us to surprise the audience right now and tell them how you decided that this coffee was going to be a part of us, something very dear to our heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, David definitely has a love for coffee and he kind of took me in on his journey with him. So I'm a coffee lover as well. <laughs> you can't live with a coffee lover and not drink coffee. But um, it was very important for us to make sure that we're showcasing Haitian coffee, um, not because we're both of Haitian descent. David and I are both Haitian. We've been to Haiti. We actually had our yes. engagement party in Haiti. But it's because the coffee is actually amazing. Yeah. It's really, really, really good coffee. And everything down from the logo to the brand name of our company represents everything that Haiti stands for. And we want it to be very authentic in that. And so with Haitian coffee, we wanted to make sure that we showcase something that is amazing. Um, back in time, it used to be one of the leading coffee distributors. And we just really want to have that same taste of coffee out to the world for them to know this is something that's amazing. You have to try it and it will definitely change your coffee experience. We're 
wanting to offer that experience to our customers. So that, that's why it's so important for us. Uh, yes, I, I love the story. I love the story of coffee and I love the story of our coffee. Obviously, people now need to know that I am also of Haitianism, Haitian born actually. So my niece and nephew are little Americans that <laughs> get to go to Haiti and spread the love. But I'm, I'm, I'm Haitian born. There is such a thing as a coffee evolution, which is what we're seeing now, versus the coffee revolution, which has been happening forever. And I, I think that uh, what's fascinating about your story is the fact that you are bringing the revolution into the coffee, into into the coffee evolution. What do I mean by that? We were mentioned before starting off that less than a hundred years ago. Coffee wasn't a staple of breakfast. Right? People didn't drink coffee for breakfast. People, people dr drank ale uh, with 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 their breakfast. Then all of a sudden, coffee started to become part of the waking up every day. That where that coffee was coming from, it, it was mostly from the mountains of the Caribbean countries, right? Haiti, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. And as you said, Joelin, at one point, Haiti was one of the major coffee contributors, uh, contributors in the world. How did Haitian coffee become forgotten? Yeah, so in Haiti, they've been growing coffee since the 1700s. So... Over 300 years of experience, you know, growing the particular crop, you know, as Joeldine had mentioned, it was, you know, world leading producer, over 50% of the world's coffee consumption came from, you know, this island in the Caribbean. So you would say, hey, how would this one country that was the world leading supplier kind of fall off the map in a sense where they were at 50% now down to just less than 1% of the world's um, production of coffee. And that's mainly due to, you know, recent events over the past hundred years. Haiti has gone through trials and tribulations from embargoes, from invasions. Little known fact, the United States actually invaded Haiti back, you know, in the early 1900s. And essentially for a good 20 years, controlled islands, you know, exports and imports and, and what have you. And following, you know, the expulsion of the United States and Haiti taking back control of the country, they went through another round of series of poor, um, bad events, such as dictatorships and what have you. And that kind of forced the country to get to a point where they weren't back at the top where they were before. And that's where, where they're at today, where they're now just, you know, a small slither of um, coffee production to compare to where they're at back in their prime when they first started. So needless to say, David and Walden, that you guys have faith that you can help bring the country, not perhaps not back to its former glory, but to, to, to get rediscovered as a, a, a place for good coffee, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Getting that recognition that it deserves. Like I said, it, it definitely is amazing coffee. It's something that I know that once you taste you, you'll love. We have had some amazing feedback on our website from folks that have tried it from Haitians to non-Haitians, and they all say the same thing. The taste that's there, it's rich, it's authentic, and it's it's nothing that they've had before. So we definitely believe in our product and what it offers. It's just getting the word out there for sure. But um, we have no doubt that we'll be able to, with our marketing, and pushing of our product, be able to get the word out and there will be some more um, interest in Haitian coffee. And I'm glad that you mentioned uh, sort of like the testimonials, what, what people have had to say about your coffee, because this is a good moment to listen to a couple of uh, people on their own accords who have decided, I, I need to let David and Jawaldin know what we thought, what we thought about their coffee. So here it is. So first of all, I smelled this before I even like barely got to the mailbox. So I already know that it smells really good. I've already cut the package open. So I'm not even a big coffee drinker, but this coffee smells so good. I am really excited to try it. Um, thank you, G and Dave for this purchase. Um, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So I'll let you know how it is. Bye. So congratulations to our friends, Dave and G and Cafe 1804. You guys, really good coffee. I hope some of you go out and try it because it's really good and it is all I'm gonna be drinking now. So. Thanks guys for waking me up in the morning. Love you. Mwah. That's definitely good stuff. What, what do you guys, what, what do you have to say for yourself? Are you surprised that people are reacting this way? Is that, is that, is that, did you did you expect people to fall in love like this? We did. I know that sounds a little cocky, but <laughs> have that much faith in our product. I mean, ourselves when we tasted it, we're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is really good coffee. Yeah. Um, and and it's just it's just a proud moment for us to be able to hear that feedback and know that um, people believe in our product just as much as we do. It's not just spreading the word about Haitian coffee. It's the agriculture farming opportunities that we're providing to Haitians. It is just all around a good benefit. So we're very, very proud to be a part of that. And it, it just has a pride to it. So, so we're very, very happy. Absolutely. So most important conversations in in history have happened over coffee there's no doubt that coffee is uh, what brokers peace during wartime people fall in love over, over coffee people have meaningful conversations over coffee and it is definitely if you are not a coffee lover there's time for you and the, the, the reason I say that is because my wife, Christine, did not discover coffee until she was 30 years old. And it was actually on one of her first trips to the Caribbean. Then she came back from that vacation and started trying to get that flavor from Starbucks. And of course, she was hooked on coffee already, but not the coffee that she discovered back in our in our homeland. And so, Joelden, what, what, what kind of memories does having 
a good cup of Haitian coffee bring? Uh, for me, it's definitely the summers that I spent in Haiti with my grandma and the old way, the old fashioned sack that she used to make coffee style. That's what I remember. And it really was an opportunity for us as kids to really be able to listen in on the grown ups conversation. We thought we were grown. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yes. So, it was just being able to be around family and hear the stories of, you know, our family and just our history. And it was just a cozy moment where we were able to just be able to spend time. So, you know, being able to have that and dipping our coffee and bread and, you know, telling stories. It's just, that's what I remember. And that's the authentic feeling that I, I like to have when it comes to thinking of our coffee. So that brings me back. Definitely. David, what about you? Yeah, definitely. Like, share similar experiences with Joaldine. Like, have fond memories. Like, even at the young age, it's five you know, growing up and being at the kitchen table with my dad. And, you know, before any conversation starts, we have like, like coffee on, on the stove, just being warmed up and just spend hours upon hours just having conversations, telling jokes, telling stories. And coffee is just grounded in, in the basis of our culture, you know, and the ability for us to, you know, utilize that as a medium to kind of open up and tell stories. And every time, I, you know, take a sip of coffee in the morning, and it just brings back those fond memories yes. coming up. And you know, spending time with my my dad and my family. You know, it it, it it's it's great. I, I was smiling uh, as I listened to you guys talking about this because, as Haitians, our our families, uh, our parents. Grown-ups are very hierarchic in Haiti, meaning when grown-ups are talking, you don't get to say a word as a child. But yet there was a sense of equality during that moment of having coffee. As Jean-Walton said, it was your moment to actually listen into what grown-ups were talking about without being shunned. And it, it, it created this sense of like, yeah, one day I'll get to be one of them, <laughs> you know. But, you know, the dipping uh, your bread in the coffee. It, it's it's amazing to me how, actually, I was already a grown man when I heard the fact that some people don't, uh, you know, kids in other countries don't get to taste coffee until they're of a certain age. And, hey, they just, <laughs> you get that coffee at five years old, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a rites of passage almost. <laughs> exactly. And and so which uh brings me to to this. I understand the passion for coffee. I understand the love and the idea of bringing Haitian coffee to the forefront. But what in the world possessed you guys to start a business in 2020? So please Explain yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. I guess this is prior to COVID, like earlier in the year, or I would say every year, you know, in San Antonio, in Texas, where we live, there's an annual coffee festival that they have and different local cafes, coffee roasters, local to Texas or even out of state come down for this big festival they have each year in January. I would say hundreds upon hundreds of roasters and different coffee brands 
And of course, first person in line that stares. So I'm there every day, cup in hand, like ready to go to kind of taste, you know, the, the new girls, local blends that everyone's kind of brewing up. And this year in particular, you know, I, I took a buddy of mine named Luke to the festival and we figured, you know, we'd just see, see what's up and check out the scene. So to my surprise, when I got there, we actually did find one local roaster or one roaster that was there that was actually selling Haitian coffee. And I figured, oh, wow, this is awesome. Someone has actually, you know, taken upon themselves to import the bean, get it roasted and actually into a bag that can be sold. So I figured, you know, let me go have a conversation with them. Upon talking to them and getting a feel for kind of what their vision, what their company goals are to, you know, and in particular with Haitian coffee, I just didn't get that same sense of connection that we had talked about. You know, fond memories of growing up and like the deep connection with the country, the, the coffee itself, and kind of bringing back the memories of Haiti at all. Right. Their connection to the country with the the culture, the people, the language, it just wasn't present at all. They had no idea of the geography, who they were sourcing the beans from, the language. It's just kind of angered me. I remember that same night I, went, I came home and I told Jawaldi and like, hey, you know, we I tried Haitian coffee at, at the coffee festival today, but the people that were selling it, they just were painting a really poor image of the country and just didn't make me proud to be drinking coffee from my country. And wish we can change that. And she said, why don't we? And that kind of fueled, it, fueled us to decide we're going to jump all into this and make something happen. And you know, that start Cafe 1804, and that's how we started down the path of opening up our own coffee business. Mm -hmm. So with the bias of sounding like the great uncle, I, I have to tell you, I am absolutely proud of this story because I uh, always bring up this point. Toni Morrison said, if you're out there and complaining about a book that you can't find, well, go write it yourself, Right. If you can't find the story that uh, you are thinking about, then write it. It, it. it has not been written. And, and the idea that you, you understood that, you know, a product can be sold, but it cannot be cherished if there is not a certain amount of pride, of pride and knowledge of, of where it comes from and what it signifies to its people then you took it upon yourself to, to, to do that. It is a fantastic story, and I hope people listening to, to this will also feel that same pride and, and grow curious about what you guys are talking about today. Because we can talk about it all day, but I think the flavor is in the flavor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the name. I mean, uh, cafe, of course, is 
the one word that does not change in many languages. I should know that myself. I speak seven. <laughs> <laughs> so whether it's coffee or cafe or cafe, it's still going to sound pretty much the same. You know, a goat herder uh, thousands of years ago in Ethiopia realized that after his goats uh, consumed a certain grain, kind of got really jerky and jumpy and figured, what the hell is this thing that they got on early in the morning? And so took it upon himself to dry it up, toast it, mash it, and then make a brew out of it. And since then, we've been drinking coffee. But again, we talked about coffee as the evolution of coffee and coffee as part of the revolution. Haitian coffee, obviously, funded the Haitian revolution. And so what, how apropos it is that you guys have named your coffee after such an event, after such a significant year for our history. So please talk about that. How did you come up? How did you decide this is what is going to be? And this is the story we are going to tell. Absolutely. Like I mentioned before, everything that we've done uh, from the logo to the brand name has been with the purpose to be authentic to Haiti. And so uh, cafe, like you mentioned, cafe um, uh, is synonymous with coffee, whether it's Haitian or Creole, the way that you're symbolized. And folks think of either a bakery shop or a coffee shop, but there's some aspect of coffee in there. So we want it to be authentic in that and spell it with a K, Haitian Creole, um, although we have letter C's, the K is really the, the proper way to spell it. So we went with the K spell. And then 1804 is a grand year for us in history. 1804 is when we gained our independence from France, January 1st, 1804, to be specific. And that is a monumental time in our history because that led us to be the first Black Republic that gained their independence. And um, despite whatever we're dealing with right now in news today in Haiti, any Haitian, proud Haitian, 1804, they wear their flags with pride. And so that's why we wanted to make sure that we broadcast that and that be the forefront name for our business. So that's Cafe 1804. That's Cafe 1804. I have to confess that myself, I have not had the pleasure of brewing it here in this house, but it is it is going to be included in every single Christmas gift that I'll be sending out this year to friends and, and families. Of course, I cannot gift you guys your own coffee. <laughs> but that is definitely what is going to be happening. And, 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 and to that end, I would like to invite folks listening. If you have discovered this little podcast on cafe1804.com, you still have time to put in your orders and they will get to you before it's time for Christmas because... The gift of coffee is a wonderful thing, and especially when you are introducing people to a coffee that they don't know of. So Haitian coffee, this is the year to introduce people to Haitian coffee. David and Joaldin have started this revolution, and you should become part of it. 
And one thing I, I would be uh, remiss to not mention uh, that sets us apart from other businesses and Haitian companies that are selling coffee um, is as of right now, we offer a medium and a dark roast coffee, which is available on our website at cafe1804.com. And we offer the opportunity for our uh, customers to customize their coffee the way that they want. So what that means is we offer several different grind types, which include espresso, even a Keurig cut. And that allows you to be able to choose your coffee the way you want and brew it the way you want, because there's not one way to brew a coffee. And so we offer those grind types at no additional cost. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's something that we really think it's important. We want that nostalgic experience for all of our customers, whether they've had Haitian coffee before, if this is their first time, we want them to be able to enjoy their cup the way they want. So um, we offer very fast shipping, so you'll get it in a few days. And that's something that we embark on. And, and in terms of uh, coffee, when you purchase it, just know that this is not something that's on the shelf waiting for you to you know, purchase. And then we go ahead and fulfill the order. Every coffee, every order that we have, it is made to order. Um, and we guarantee that with our roast date on every coffee bag. So once you order your coffee, you'll have your roast date on there. And that lets you know how fresh it is. So, again, that's our uh, guarantee. And that what's really uh, that's what really sets us apart from other companies out there. Yeah. David? Yeah, definitely. Second, what, what Joaldine said, we're excited for you to potentially, you know, order some coffee. You would not regret it at all. It's one of the best, I would say, specialty grade type beans that we're sourcing directly from Haiti. Uh, as you know, as you had mentioned, you know, there are different waves of coffee that you know, Americans are now waking up to. The first wave being, you know, you're running a mill, you know, really bitter coffee just buy off the shelf and really not that much flavor. With the second wave being, you know, your Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, which really is not the best, I would say, of coffee that you can drink. And what we're trying to introduce everyone to is, you know, especially great high quality coffee that you would definitely know the difference once once you taste it and, you know, have, have your, your cup of joe in the morning. I'm a big believer in things done in small batch. And this is one of the main reasons that my bourbon and my coffee I don't consume from <laughs> from certain big box stores because again i'm a i'm a, t- a small batch type of guy so if you like your things in small batch if you understand the quality of anything produced in small batch then you will be you will feel enticed to order cafe 1804 and so website again is cafe 1804.com david and Jewaldin, this has been a fantastic conversation I uh, have to get rid of all kinds of professional podcaster type of thing to tell you that I love you guys and I'm rooting for you every step of the way. Thank you so much. We love you too, (laughs) Monko. You guys take care. It's been a nice chat. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.